crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? Jesus said, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And then Jesus said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist of the abundance of your possessions. And Jesus told them a parable saying, The land of a rich man produces plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store up my crops, said the man. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there will, I will store up all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax. Eat. Drink. And be merry. But God said to him, Fool! This night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This last year, I have traveled into Pittsburgh so many times. Early morning, mid-afternoon, evenings. And you know that crazy little interchange under the UMP, UPMC tower? That crazy place where you're coming off of, of either you're coming off of 520, uh, 579 or you're trying to get back onto it. And you make that U. Well, and, and you notice that all the beggars that are there every day, and they're the same ones. And I've watched them for months and months. I, I almost know them. I almost know, I, sometimes I miss them when they're not there. But the thing is, is that they, they are ubiquitous to that section, that road. And they stand there and they wave at you. And they look at you. And they just want, to, want a handout. Some people hand them food. Some people hand them money. Some people hand them a jacket. I've seen it all. Sometimes they have it piled up there under the guardrail or guide rail, as, as said around here. Um, and, and, so, and it's a pile of objects. But the, ones, the one that ca ca captures my interest, not for this sermon, it's for another sermon, but they have cell phones. Who's, who's calling them? I mean, they need to watch the traffic. Because we zip by sometimes at 40 miles per hour. They could easily step off that curb and be hit. But the thing is, is that they're there. Well, they've always been there. And they've always been at some corner by the roadside forever and ever. There was a brilliant economist. Brilliant economist. He's known as the father of economics and sometimes called the father of capitalism. Uh, he lived in the 18th century out of Scotland. His name was Adam Smith. Adam Smith wrote a wonderful book. If you have time, it's a great book to read called The Wealth of Nations. And, it, and it, he, he lays down the foundation of capitalism. And it, or at least explains it. Explains the dynamics. But he, too, had seen a number of beggars in his life. And he wrote this about that. He said, 
bear with me, I lost my place. I was looking around and lost my place. So, here it is. The beggar who suns himself by the side on the highway possesses that security which kings are fighting for. In other words, what he's saying, they have a peace that most of us can never find. And if you think about it, they're separated by one thing. Anxiety. That person on that curb, just by their posture, you can tell, they don't have nearly the anxiety that we do. Well, the same could be said of when Jesus walked through the streets of Jerusalem, when Jesus was in his, had his street ministry going on, he engaged with beggars wherever he went. It's captured in Scripture. And when he gives that command, take care, take care, he's speaking of that dichotomy of the people that have and the people that don't have. And that the people that don't have, just because they don't have material possessions, does not mean that they're suffering. Indeed, they might have found a peace that we may never know. But as he says, take care. If you've noticed many times when I sign off on my emails, on my text messages, and on my uh, posts and everything, and I write, take care, it's exactly where it comes from. It's just part of my ministry. Take care. Take care of what? Take care of you. Take care of you. Don't let your possessions possess you. Some of us are some of us. It's a good thing. Some of us have really found that answer, and it, as they they said, you know, downsized, scaled down, and you probably found there's some happiness in there. My brother, my brother, a retired minister. Uh, I go to see him now. I call him the monk because he has found a way to live on hardly anything. And he's happier than I've ever seen him. And he led some really big churches in his life. But now he lives by himself in an apartment that's not much bigger than those storage boxes I was telling you about. And he gets up in the morning. He has this nice little routine. He makes some cowboy coffee just pours the grains and a pitcher and boils it and pours, decants the liquid off, uh, off over the top of him, off the top of him. He gets up, he does his devotional, and then he just sits there and thinks. And he says, he goes, he says, he's, he's, he, he nurtures that peace within him that the church wouldn't give him. He learned, like all of us do, that guiding a church is stressful. It's anxiety-producing. Another one of my friends who just retired a couple of months ago, he said, I never knew I could be so relaxed after so many years standing in a pulpit. And he said, the, the joy of it is I now pray more than I ever have. I now have less than I ever had. I have less money. I have less material things. But I'm happier than I've ever been. Our possessions really are a burden. Our wealth can be a burden. When you notice in that prayer that I read to you, we are rich. We are rich. But I love it that, you know, we've, we're rich in one way to be treasured, and that is in our faith, in our God, and in the blessings that are showered upon us. 
So that when you go out from this place, and when you live your life, and when you go and do, as that saying is, put your treasures in heaven. Well, you know you and I can't go and take our wonderful home or our great car and pass it on to God. What it's really saying is, put your trust in God. Putting your treasures in heaven is putting your trust in God. And then let it go. And get through. Because there is a life waiting for you. That's peace beyond what you can imagine. There's a dear friend of mine who shared, shared a situation and, and talked about how it's not fair that their loved one is suffering. And I said, you know what? Heaven's going to make it up to it. That's true for all of us. Heaven will make it up to you. Don't let your possessions take over. Put your trust in God. Heaven's going to make it up to you. Let us pray. Lord, indeed, let us take care. Let us be careful. Because for sure, for sure we need clothes on our back. For sure we need food in our stomachs. For sure we need shelter over our heads. You know that. You're not telling us to live on, on the corner down in Pittsburgh. But Lord, help us to keep it in balance. Help us to keep it in perspective. And help us to keep in mind that this is not the last experience of our life. Help us to put our trust in you. Help us to hand over our life and let it be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please rise if you were able and look for your hymnals. Hymn number 597. Take my life and let it be.